And we are live for a new episode of Electric Podcast. I am Fred Lambert, your host. And as usual, I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing today, Seth? I'm good. All right. Is it, oh, is it? No, no, it's not the last show of the year. Is it? We have, a, no, we have another show next week, I think. Yep. Okay, okay. So let's celebrate. The, let's make the next week. We're going to make it the New Year's show, like maybe year in review and all that. But this week, this week, ah, for the people that are bothered by us talking about Tesla a lot, the, the last few weeks of the year, people, the news cycle dies. Mm, geez, my voice almost went away there. The news cycle kind of dies down, and there's not that many news in any space, really. But there's always Tesla, and there's always Tesla news because, especially <laughs> thanks to Elon and his shenanigans, uh, there's uh, there's always something to talk about. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit and a few other things, a few good things too. Uh, happy ho ho, everyone! Uh, happy ho ho, <laughs> Rich dear. Thank you for being in the comments. And yeah, we, we, we're going to have plenty of time today, too, to take your comments and your questions, too. So please put them in the comment section right now. We're going to probably get to them pretty fast today because, again, not that much news that happens this time of the year. It's very merry time of the year. Uh, but that was one of the bigger news of this week, an exclusive from Electric that Tesla is about to implement in a hiring freeze uh, into the new year and a round of layoff in Q1 uh, 2023. So we learned that from a very reliable source um, that has never failed us. And uh, the, uh, the, they were told that uh, most, it wasn't clear, we couldn't confirm exactly throughout the entire company, but most teams were told to put on a hiring freeze and to prep for layoff in Q1 2023. Uh, of course, that follows another one of the same thing happened, a uh, hiring freeze and layoff, a wave of layoff in June. And uh, the thing with Tesla, though, when they do that, normally it comes right back up and then they start ramping up hiring pretty quickly. So it's generally kind of a, like an efficiency wave uh, to 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 like clean up the inefficiency in the hiring process because, of course, Tesla is hiring like thousands of people every month. Now... This thing's a little bit, a little bit different. Like we, we know last time in June, Elon was gave a bunch of different reasons for the, the layoff, but the, the the one that he gave internally to like the top executive was that he, he had the fear of the microeconomics, and uh, and he's been vocal about that lately too on Twitter. So I would assume that that's that's what's happening again. Like uh, they are seeing some trends internally. Uh, that uh, might be worrying them a little bit and they want to scale back. Uh, I think that makes sense. And of course, this 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 news follows um, Tesla, the, some confusion, some, some worries about Tesla's demand right now. And uh, we saw that through increasing the discount this week. So there was a big increase on the, the $3,500 discounts on all vehicles uh, delivered in the U.S. this month was increased to $7,500. However, um, there might be, uh, I mean, demand is obviously the reason for that. You never cut prices unless you need to, really. Uh, if, if people are buying your cars at a higher price, you, you want that. There's no, there's no way around it. But in the U.S. itself, there's been, uh, there, there's been like a, some speculation about why it was 3500 which is exactly half of the federal tax credit or the full federal federal tax credit that you would get next year if you, your the vehicle doesn't comply to the battery uh, origin requirements. So we speculated that it might be that Tesla expected to have to do a half credit into the new year instead of a full credit and then to 
incentivize people to buy right now instead of waiting for next month. They gave them the credit right away or a discount instead of a credit, I guess. And what we learned to earlier this week or last weekend really is that uh, Tesla, not Tesla, but the, the U.S. Treasury delayed the release of those battery material requirements until March. And what that result is that every car that is produced in North America, every electric vehicle is produced in North America, will get the full credit until March since they don't have those guidance to, to um, specifically for the automakers to specifically know whether their vehicles or not will qualify for the full credit. So Tesla might have seen that and might have thought like, oh, now people are going to be expecting the full credit from January through March. So we better get, give them the full discount right now. That or simply uh, they didn't have, the people weren't buying enough. So they were like, all right, let's give them the full credit and just uh, be done with this. Now, the kicker, the very the big difference is that Tesla is not only discounting in the U.S. It has uh, discounted also. We've seen discounts in Canada and in Mexico. And those discounts have been different. They've been like $5,000. So it's not the same thing. But Tesla is certainly having issues, uh, demand issues outside of the U.S. So it's not just a tax credit affecting the, the, the demand. At the same time, too, we keep saying demand issue, but and it, it is accurate to say that, I think. But it's not just for demand going down. It's also production going up at the same time. So that's it's important. Like the reason that Tesla is having one of the reasons that Tesla is having some issues selling cars this quarter is that, yes, the tax credit. There's the Elon factor, of course, that's playing too, though it's extremely hard to quantify that Elon factor. And there is the um, the fact that Tesla has more cars to sell this quarter because production has been up. And we learned that this week too from uh, uh, Tesla announcing Berlin too has, has reached 3,000 vehicles per week. So last week it was uh, Texas. And it kind of came out of nowhere because Tesla never even confirmed like the 2,000 vehicles per week in Texas. Uh, but uh, well, while it did a while back for Berlin, so it looked like Texas like jumped ahead of Berlin at this point. But now Berlin was right behind because a week later, uh, Tesla confirmed this week that uh, Berlin is not 3,000 vehicles per week. Of course, Berlin is uh, is about the European markets, but there's been some discounts in European markets too, including the 10,000 free supercharging miles or, or kilometers. But it's weird about that. It's 10,000... 10,000 free miles for the countries that use miles and 10,000 free kilometers for countries that use kilometers. That doesn't sound fair at all. <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't. It's but, like what, yeah. 1.6 is the, the multiplier, I think, from, from yeah. kilometers to miles. Like a 60% uh, discount that we're getting. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the worry around the situation with Tesla's demand. But we, we did get some good news uh well, I reported this morning, but I think it came out like last Tesla communicated last night. Uh, the inventory is pretty low right now, at least in the U.S. So I did a, a channel check of, uh, of all the, the main markets like the Bay Area, Los Angeles area, New York, Florida, the Texas, all the main markets. And the inventory has gone down significantly over the last few weeks, thanks to those incentives. And now Tesla is even authorize some markets to sell um, display vehicles and test drive vehicles. So that's generally a good sign in the last, especially with still a good week in the in the quarter to go. 
when Tesla start doing that, it means okay, this, this, the inventory is low now, and Tesla is on its way to to sell all the cars that they they have on inventory this quarter, including the display vehicles and test drive vehicles. And people might think like that's not that shouldn't have a, a giant impact. That, that's a few thousand cars. Like they they have a, a bunch of them at every location. Tesla has hundreds of locations, so that's a few thousand cars right there that uh, that Tesla can uh, can sell more if they are authorized to do so, which they have been now. So even though there, I think the worry about Tesla's demand is certainly warranted, and we're going to get into that with the Elon stuff, I guess, um, in a few minutes. But uh, there is, it's not all bad, bad signs. I think Tesla is still selling a lot of cars this, quarters, this quarter. However, they are selling it for, they're selling a lot of them for a lot cheaper. Of course, the discounts only started to happen this month. So there was the first two months that were, but Tesla in December, the last month of the quarter is always the biggest month because a lot of cars are in transit for a while. Though Tesla did have 20,000 cars in transit at the end of Q3 too. So that's uh, that's going to help. But uh, yeah, I would expect Tesla to deliver at this point. I'm thinking maybe like Elon's magic, magic num number, 420. 420,000 uh, vehicle <laughs> would be would be sounds about right. If it's more than that, I think it's going to be a good a good quarter. If it's less than that, I think it's going it's not going to be great. And obviously, expect gross margins to go down. I would expect things closer to 20% for the gross margin, which is going to be a big drop for Tesla, really. So, um, but still, still likely to still almost. I would be shocked if it, Tesla is not profitable still this quarter. Yeah, I, right. I I think they're definitely in the profit, but the question is like, why do they need to sell their drive vehicles, like their test drive vehicles and their display vehicles? It seems like a weird decision. Yeah, well, it's still it's still a vehicle in inventory, technically. Right. Like it's still, it still shows up in inventory, and and it looks bad. <laughs> like every every car in inventory lo looks bad. Right. Uh, so so this selling those out like it's literally like millions like tens not hundreds of millions of dollars that is off inventory and that's just looks great on the on the balance sheet at the end of quarter this does it and also like the cars are there's this rumor it's very right. strongly backed that like the model three is coming up with an update relatively soon uh so you, you might want to be ready to get a new model threes in there uh the the model s and x have been recently like updated with like a rear screen like a bigger rear screen so maybe like that's also you you, you would want the new car in in the in the shop and you, you alternate those pretty frequently anyway maybe not you don't need to like every quarter or something like that but um it's good to 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 not have it too hold instead when when you actually want to sell it not too many miles especially for the test drive vehicles i'm primarily right. But even the display vehicles, like people sit in those all the time, like they get wear and tear pretty quickly. You, you, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I guess it allows them to have cars they can sell for just a little bit less than the uh, the new ones. Yeah, that too. Though Tesla is famously not big on the like they don't offer like big discounts for those vehicles. Maybe this quarter is going to be a little bit different with uh, already a seventy five hundred dollar discounts for brand new cars. That's that's a big deal. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's get into the. I mean, before we get into Tesla's the, the 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 Elon stuff, let's uh, talk about a few good things uh, about Tesla too. <laughs> um, this this was an interesting one here. Tesla's gonna allow third party third party charging stations on its navigation system, but to qualify, you need to 
match or at least come close to matching Tesla's high standards for charging. What I mean by that is, uh, and that's not just an opinion at this point, for a while it was an opinion, a widely agreed opinion, like a consensus amongst EV driver that Tesla's supercharger network was a lot more reliable and a lot better than most of their charging network. But now, more recently, we even had surveys that confirmed that. And uh, I mean, physical surveys of people like checking the stations and everything in Tesla's uptime and, and um, reliability in terms of the showing up and having a station that works was so much higher than any other competitor in North America. Apparently, it's a little bit better in, in Europe, if not a lot better. But in North America, it was, it was not even close. So now Tesla is going to allow to add, like when you click on the little lightning bolt on your navigation system in Tesla, and right now it shows you superchargers and destination chargers and all that, depending on which bolt you click. But now it's also going to allow to show like third-party charging stations, so Electrify America, EVgo, and, and others. But there's a bunch of requirements. So here, here they are. The automaker says that the charging will need to meet these three criteria over a 60-day period in order to be added. So that you're going to have to be monitored over 60 days and know if you have, have at least one compatible charging connector during that time. Okay, that's fairly easy. Uh, though, uh, yeah, I should start by the fact that saying that this program is first launching in Europe and Israel, which is going to be a lot easier to match the first criteria because those stations already have CCS and and Tesla is using CCS in those markets. In North America, uh, EVgo could, a lot of EVgo stations could already qualify because they, they do uh, they already have adopted Tesla's connector at some station. Nax. Uh, what what is the Nax connector? Oh yeah, yeah. This is called Nax now. The the Nax connector, not the Tesla connector. All right. Um, the other requirement, but but obviously, over Tesla is trying to. It's a good point that you bring it up right now because Tesla is trying to have other charging station operator, charging network operators adopt the NAX too. So if they do, that's going to be a big. It's a big incentive for them now to had it because then they could be added in Tesla's navigation system. And it, it, that's a big deal. Like even if you don't like Tesla for whatever reason, there's there are a lot of Tesla vehicles out there. So if your business is selling charge, well, being in Tesla vehicles navigation system is, is, is a giant benefit. Uh, the second criteria is be frequently used by Tesla driver at least once every four days. So, um, that's again that's more for europe right now so if there's a like let's say like a fastnet station for example that's already seeing some use every one once every four days from tesla drivers then it can be added and then an average charge success rate of 90 percent or higher so that's where it's going to be hard for the north american station they not just need to have the tesla connector they need to have a success rate over 90 percent and um in my own road trips uh, in in, in non-Tesla vehicles in North America right now, I, I have nowhere near 90% success rate. I'm sure that you're in similar situations then. Yeah, except for that one trip I took uh, yeah. on EVGO with the Ford uh, F-150. Uh, but I mean, it's it seems like a pretty high, high uh, standard for these things to meet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But and, and that's a standard for them to be added to the the navigation system. Then there's another set of criteria as well, just two, 
to be taking off of it, and that's on over a period. If one of those two criteria is met within a 14-day period, you're taking off of the system, and that no charge session detected. So if you're not being used for a biotest of vehicle over 14 days, you're off. And then average success rate falls below 70%. So this is actually being nice here where to get added, you need a 90%, but then you have some room after that. If something happens, you can drop all the way down to 70%. But if it drops below that, you're out. Um, I think those... Kind of, yeah, go ahead, sir. No, it is kind of weird that... Uh... Like uh, if no charges are detected in 14 days, they take you off. Well, that's, you know, like that. What if just nobody shows up? Like, I feel like, uh, you know, I know Tesla stations are quite busy, but I don't know. I could see like a charger in the middle of North Dakota not being available <clears throat> or not being used in, four, yeah. in two weeks, but still an important charger. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair point, I guess. Uh, I mean, maybe they could do some exceptions for for, for things like that. But uh, I mean, fourteen days not being used, like it's 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 a long time still. I, I guess true. it's not being used by Tesla vehicles, though. That's, uh, but right. I mean, there's there's so many Tesla vehicles these days. I feel like even the most like further out would uh, would would still get some use over two weeks. Yeah. Oh, this is, uh, by the way, this is a new feature at Electric that was launched this week. The top comment now is showing up inside our article. So if you, for the top commenters on Electric, you have a, a chance to be featured inside the, our articles now. I like that. <laughs> I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're the one behind that feature. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing your A Love Box now. You're, you're retweeting your old quote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, you retweeted it. Like that's right. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Whoever um, came up with that is smart. <laughs> all right. Uh, other good uh, testing news this week. Uh, well, I mean, it's again a rumor. We talked about it last week, where the, the rumors of a Tesla Gigafactory in Mexico is uh, becoming closer and closer. And now there was even a report this week that says that uh, it could be announced as soon as this week. So I guess today would be the last day to do it. Uh, if it doesn't happen this week, uh, what the sources in Mexico are saying is that it would happen uh, next month. So they would wait, I guess, on the holidays. Um, Mexico, they were big on Christmas in Mexico. So <laughs> they'll wait yeah. until the new year, I guess. Uh, there was, I think there was a few other things. So yeah, some of the reports were also saying that the first, there was going to be an investment of 800 millions to a billion dollars at first. And at first it would be to supply parts, to make parts, to supply Tesla's other factories. As we reported, this is just outside the Monterey, which is not too far from Tesla, Texas. Uh, I think 300, 400 miles, something like that. And, um, but 800 million to a billion dollars for, uh, part supplying is, is big. And, the the same report suggests that the, the investment could get into several billions of dollars and could include the production of actual vehicles. So Tesla could be producing vehicles in Mexico. And uh, and now I think with the new tax credit too, like it includes vehicles produced in Mexico, right? Uh, yeah. I'm mistaken, I mean, Ford Mustangs, uh, Mach-E's or... Yeah, it's North America. So, yep. so it's not a bad investment to make now building things in Mexico. So we'll see. And then on the bad side news, uh, Volkswagen is going to sneak in a quick uh, 1500 bucks price increase starting January 1st, uh, 4th. So in, in, in about two weeks, um, we'll have all the new pricing here. So the standard 
uh, ID4 standard is going to start at uh, $39,000 and it goes all the way up to $55,000 if you're on the Pro S Plus. So of course that comes with um, the tax credit is also going to get in place at the same time and uh, for, for the Volkswagen ID4 that are produced in Tennessee, uh, you were expected, uh, are we expecting that they get half the credit, right? We're not expecting them to get the full credit. Uh, eventually, they will get half, but until yeah. the battery thing, I think they're in the same boat as yeah. Uh, yeah. Chevy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first three months are going to set 7,500, and then it's going to switch to uh, 35. Well, I mean, we don't know. Like, uh, we, that, That's the whole thing with the delay of the, the battery thing. Like, we, we, we need to wait until March to figure it out. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm not shocked by this whole thing, <laughs> this whole... Uh, battery thing not not panning out until march because like tracking these things is so hard but i did a nice report i don't know if you guys missed it i don't think we talked about it on the podcast about the battery passport so the, the this uh, coalition of um uh, ev manufacturer including tesla it's actually led by tesla uh the battery but the the chair the, there's two chairs and one of them is from tesla and the other is actually from investment quebec here uh who's uh you know the battery valley thing so they, they are big in, in there so these these two people are leading a coalition of uh, ev manufacturers to to be able to track every component of a battery basically to know exactly where it comes from and that would be obviously a game changer for the tax credit thing it would you would know exactly um if you get it or not you will know exactly the percentage of uh, materials coming from uh, north america and countries that have free trade agreements with the us which is the requirement for that all right, all right, all right. Now let's get into it a little bit. Um, what happened with Elon Musk this week and everything? So, since we left you guys last week on Friday, uh, there was a few big development. Uh, so we, we we did half the show last week on on the, on the all the shenanigans that Elon is involved in and how it's affecting Tesla and all and all that. Um, and uh, we weren't we weren't we're not the only one putting some pressure on Elon. There's a lot of investors from Tesla putting a lot of pressure on him to do something because the stock has been crashing to all week also. And um, he, he put out a poll out there saying that uh, if he's going to abide by the result of the poll and the poll was saying, do you want him to leave the leadership of Twitter? And uh, I think he was surprised, but the poll came out, 17 million people voted and 57% of them voted for him to leave the leadership of twitter i think uh, he was very surprised as well uh and it wasn't even close and it was his followers that saw it and could vote yeah yeah that's that's the thing too like that the, the, that's the thing i wasn't so sure about i think he was very confident about it because he sent it he has the most followers than anyone on twitter and he sends it out so and it's only a 24-hour poll so things happen pretty quickly and I'm sure other people can spread it. There are people that have a different message about the situation and, and then they can vote yes on it. But within 24 hours, you'd think that he has a big advantage on it. Um, anyway, it came out like that. So, and in the past, he has like followed these things when he said like, there's a poll, I'm gonna follow it. So I thought, okay, this is a good step in a good direction. Now, he's been voted out. He's gonna have to move on and we can go back to a, some kind of uh, normalcy. Uh, semblance of it at least but we started seeing early so that on monday that that, that was confirmed that uh, the results and right away like it, it took him a full day to comment like for a full day he didn't say anything about it which i 
I would assume he was fuming. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then he started to question, or at least through other people. That's the thing I hate about the way you use Twitter these days. All the more controversial things that he discussed, he's not discussing him himself. He's like he retweets other people and he comments on tweets, sort of like agreeing or not even agreeing, like doing like interesting, like saying interesting to someone talking about like Kim.com talking about the deep state and things like that. Right. So you're like, like, oh, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's the way he like brings attention to a point of view yeah. without saying, like, hey, I'm this, on board. This conspiracy theory is something you should think about like that he would never say yeah. well he probably would now but it's just he i i noticed this like a long time ago he brings things to the fore that he doesn't necessarily uh he can't say that he agrees with but he just like here's some you know stuff to you know 200 million people like you should look at this and uh that's not great you know what it reminds me of a little bit? Well, a lot, actually. Trump? Uh, yeah, when Trump goes, um, uh, someone told me or have heard yeah. of, like, they say, they're, they're saying, like, we're saying, they're, they're saying, everyone is saying, like, like, yeah. things like that. Like, just yeah. normalizing uh, a wild belief. And because right. uh, uh, Kim.com, I mean, I, I, I haven't followed him in a long time, honestly. And I know, he, he, I, I know for a fact, the the u.s like messed up this this is the whole thing around him like he, sure. he was they played dirty and the u.s plays dirty a lot like uh, there's no doubt about it so he was played dirty and and also played there was a lot of shenanigans in new zealand about it and everything but the guy is also like not like great company like, to be honest like he's always had a clear pattern his whole life is like how can i squeeze money from people on the internet with providing shady services like this this has been kim don comes like mo for a long time and he's been very successful at it god bless him but uh he's, he's not like the most like trustworthy person in my opinion and you have him talking about the deep state uh rigging elon's poll and elon is like oh like that's that's the kind of guy i want to listen to right now right like, that's that sounds like donald trump losing the election and like like giving any resemblance of of validity to anyone that's suggesting that there was some fraud in the election um so it's, it's not a good look at all and then there was a few of those things in a row that he did uh, when he started to comment on the whole situation without never saying exactly that he would not uh, follow the result of the polls, but he did say that, okay, next time that there's a, a, an important Twitter decision that goes to a poll, now it's only going to go to the Twitter blue people, so people that pays him $8 a month to, um, to be on Twitter, which obviously is going to sway everything to his favor because most people that are Twitter blue right now are pro Elon Musk. Which I would like yep. to know how many of how many people that, that is, because I would assume it's not that many, honestly. Not well, not not saying that that many people are pro Elon, but many people that are willing to pay eight dollars a month for Twitter Blue. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know unless it's a yeah. good number because it's a private company; they don't have to say anything. Yeah, exactly. So in the meantime, the stock kept kept crashing all week, like a lot, a lot, a lot of crashing, and. Um, but Elon more recently confirms that he, he's, he, he will abide by the, the poll and he's going to step down as CEO once he finds someone. Though 
the he's whole. He's still going to run server and software, which is like software and engineering. Of... He's going to yeah. he's going to run. Uh, but I, I I I guess if he if he stays true to that and and stop commenting on the policy stuff, that would be still a big win, I think. Because it's his old comments on the policy stuff that that sounds so. I mean, uh, I had this I comment mean, him, this week. Him just getting off Twitter would be the best thing. Yeah, that's not going to happen, though. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it cumulated uh, to yesterday where he jumped into a, a space, a Twitter space, where people were supposedly talking about Tesla because, of course, Tesla had a horrific week on the, on the, on the stock market. There was a lot of Twitter... There was a lot of Twitter talk in that in in that in that space, really. But he did make a few comments with Tesla. And the biggest one, the one that a lot of investors wanted to know, is like, "Are you going to stop selling Tesla stock?" And uh, and he did he did confirm that he's going to stop selling. But he, uh, I mean, we we are miles, hundred millions of miles away from Elon saying like, "I'm going to be the last one to sell Tesla." Like, obviously, we've been away from that a long time. But now his comment on it was. Um, so Jamie, J- Jamie did the, uh, put the quote together here. Uh, so I'm quoting from, I'm not selling any stock for, I don't know, a minimum of 18, 24 months. You can count on me. No stock sells until 2025 or something. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, this, is, this is verbatim, I assume, from uh, I'm putting the intentions in it different. But I need to sell some stock just to make sure that there's still some powder dry to account for a worst case scenario. I won't sell stocks until two years from now. Definitely not next year under any circumstances. Even though Probably he said 18, 18 to 12, 18 yeah. to 24 months. I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume that Jamie took this thing. I didn't even wrote that, but would take this thing verbatim. <laughs> this is, I didn't hear that part of the space. I was like in the grocery store as I was listening to it. Um, but that's, that's a crazy quote right there. Like going from uh, I'll be the last one to sell Tesla stocks to I'll sell it to 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 prove people that I pay taxes, to also it to buy a social media platform, and then also it to keep that social media platform alive. To now, uh, I'll never sell until uh, eighteen to twenty-four months. Oh, maybe next year. No, definitely not next year. Maybe the year after that. This <laughs> is wow. Right. Oh boy. But he did say that, and uh, he, he kept repeating that he's never missed a, an important meeting at Tesla since he acquired Twitter because that's been a, a big worry of. Um, of Tesla investors lately were like, how much time is he actually spending on Tesla versus versus Twitter? It's I think it's a fair question. And I don't know. So there, there was the other thing this week too where uh Russ Gerber, who's a big Tesla investor, been big Tesla investor for a long time, big fan of Elon Musk too, that um he said he was running for a board seat now at Tesla because he wanted to hold the board accountable for for, for what Elon is doing. And uh, I mean, the, the guy has no concern. What? Like, let's be honest. Let's be very clear. Russ, I haven't seen him show any concern whatsoever about anything Elon is saying on Twitter. Uh, so let's take it out of the way. His only concern is the stock price, and he thinks that the biggest impact on the stock price is Elon selling, which he's probably right about. And uh, he, he wants Elon to spend more time on uh, on Twitter, uh, on Tesla rather than Twitter. Okay, so that's that. So he's he's not gonna be if you if you think that he's gonna be some kind of a, like Twitter police for Elon, like forget it, forget it. Um, but he has he has these concerns, and it was kind of wild because Elon responded to him on Twitter saying that he should. He says like, "Yeah, Russ, you should go back to reading." Like, uh, I hope I didn't lose you, Fred. 
there's been some bad weather in the area, so we're hoping he pops back on. Oh, there he is. Fred, you're back. Oh, yeah, so Fred had a power wall. Uh, uh, had an outage, but the power walls kicked in and screwed with everything because I think the power walls are actually on a lower voltage. We were talking about this earlier. I think the power walls come in at like uh, 24, sorry, 208 volts versus uh, you know, the 240 or 220 that most things expect. So Fred's having some issues. We'll see if he comes back on here in a few minutes. Meanwhile, I guess I might as well begin doing more of the show. So I'll bring that up. Oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just lost power. There's a blizzard here right now. My power wall kicked back in, but uh, I'm not completely backed up. All of my, like, as you can see, I have a pretty crazy setup here. <laughs> and not everything in my setup is backed up on my power wall. And, like, I just lost my main screen and I lost a few things where uh, it, it's screwed with my setup, basically. But for some reason, my audio is still good. And I'm good if I'm on this camera and directly on my laptop. So, can you put up the uh, screen we're looking at? Or I can do that, actually. Yeah, you, you can do it because uh, it's, it's yeah, with all my, all my Google Chrome uh, windows when my main screen like just shut off basically it, it wouldn't go back up like i couldn't go back up to it it's so strange all right we were on elon yeah i was saying about russ like joining the board right yep so right, let me timestamp when we get back on let's see 37 20 yeah 37 30 yeah sorry about that guys it's a, it's a very bad outside here right now very bad i don't know if I, my power got back onto it's just my um or my power wall are completely on right now. All right. Uh, so where was I with, with that? I was saying, so Ross is trying to, uh, yeah. Elon responded to Ross by saying, yeah, Ross, you should go back to reading like financial state, financials and analysis 101, uh, which is really like, in my opinion, at least unacceptable for like a CEO of a company to tell that to one of their investors that has serious concern and all he was saying it, it, it was like we i want the board to do a review of uh, elon musk's uh, time spent at twitter versus uh, tesla i want him to have a, a clearer plan about selling tesla stocks which which is completely fair like the, elon is a big part of why the stock like is direct sells i mean not even what he's saying on twitter and all that is selling of the stock is a big part of uh, um the, the the drop in tesla stock and uh, Elon, like after a lot of people were like, "Hey, wh wh why are you being a, a jerk?" Like, like responding like that, he he, he said that um, he, he claimed that it, it's not about uh, the, the Tesla stock. Like he, he refused to take responsibility himself. His stock sell or his uh, his action on Twitter having an effect on Tesla stocks. He thinks it's the Feds increasing the rates. And just the broader market is down too, which is fair to a degree. Like there's definitely that has been a big impact. There's no doubt about it. But you you have to recognize that he has had an impact too. And uh, I posted a, uh, the charts of tracking the Nasdaq versus Tesla stock. And in the last two months since he acquired Twitter, it's night and day. Like the Nasdaq has been mostly flat down a little bit. And uh, Tesla has dropped like 30% in, in that time. So it's, it's, there's no comparison at this point. Um, so Elon has had a huge effect on the stock. There's, there's, no, there's no way. 
Um, and the fact that he's not recognizing that and then that he's mocking a shareholder for even for asking for some checks and balances over his role uh, is just not a good look at all. And, um, and yeah, uh, now there's, there's the hope right now that at least is like you might be stepping down from the role of CEO of Twitter. But I've been, uh, I, I did this whole thread yesterday on, on Twitter about it where I, I see, because uh, we've seen a lot of like Elon super fans and Tesla super fans like slowly trying to get better perspective on the situation really and, and see that Elon is not really this, 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 on like hero that can do no wrong and all that and uh but there's still a lot of them that are still completely behind him and supporting everything he says and all that and that and i mean uh, we don't need to get into that but i think that's a big part of where we are here right now i think that's part of the issue where iman as um the i think lost a lot of his feedback loop through through those people i think and, I was just um, going to say, yeah, I think a lot of people who are big time investors in Tesla and have lost, you know, half of their fortune or or whatever. And, you know, frankly, it's not all Elon's fault, for sure. Like, no, the, the broader market's been down, you know, a lot. Mm. But he his selling and his tweeting are obviously big, big pieces of what they've lost. So mm. they're they're starting to take him to task a little bit more. I wouldn't say everybody is, but like for a large a good chunk, a good chunk. And, you know, it's funny because I know you're you're hearing this, but I'm also hearing people who, you know, used to like when we started, you know, kind of wrapping uh, Elon's knuckles about being an idiot on Twitter. Mm. They they kind of told us to screw off. And now they're mm. kind of like they're back and like, oh, mm. we were wrong. You're mm. right. Yeah, right. we saw this where this was going, and a lot of them was like, "Ah, oh, he's just, he's just a little bit of fun or something." Like, now, now that uh, your, your your guy seems more excited about the next QAnon drop than he is about the Tesla Cybertruck, like now it's not fun anymore. Like, no, and I, obviously I'm exaggerating, but not that much, which is kind of crazy when I'm talking about Elon Musk. Um, but yeah. I my like I see nobody kind of has the idea here like nobody in, in the chat I mean it's a, their handle so that Elon has lost a lot of his credibility so that's the thing like a lot of these uh, people that are holding on to like they're staying on the Elon side on this they are holding on to the idea that it's just a stock price be affected it's not the actual Tesla operation that affected it's not the actual uh, financials it's not the actual um, fundamentals and um, he can argue against that because we've seen Tesla probably having some demand issue lately. Uh, so that, it's not really true about that. But I think the credibility part is the biggest issue where Tesla, Tesla has so much of its value attached to Elon's credibility. And the company itself has to admit it in its own SEC filing about ongoing concern that they are attached to Elon Musk to a degree. And if Elon's tried to be disinterested in Tesla or not as much as he has been, it's going to have an impact. So that's not even me saying that. That's Tesla saying it. And uh, lately, over the last few years since, he, since Tesla dismissed their PR department and Elon has been the sole voice of Tesla, really the sole spokesperson for it. So a lot of his, a lot of Tesla's value has been attached to his voice and his credibility. And his credibility is just in free fall, just like Tesla stocks. Like, tell me that it's it's uh, what, what's the what's the actual 
uh, English saying that's correlation is not causations. Is that it? Yeah, correlation doesn't mean causation. Yeah, but in this in this case, I think it does. Like I, I think right. it, it is. And uh, I, again, not fully. I know that the feds have a, have a role at play. I know the broader market has a role at play, but this has definitely a role at play too, where Elon's credibility is falling. And there's a lot of things at Tesla, like the FSD program, for example, that it's, it's because we don't have access to much data about it. And that, like, I know there's the, the FSD beta program and I have it in my car and everything, but I'm having issues myself using it determining like how much of an improvement it is over time like i have it since may it's going to be a year in, a, in, a, in three months and it's i i don't feel it has improved that much or at all really so I, I, we need to see a path to tesla delivering on this promise here and a lot of that is based on we have to base it on elon what elon is saying because we don't have any data on it and now what elon is saying doesn't mean what elon was saying like three years ago Three years ago, like you had a lot of people and almost all Tesla investors, Elon say something, that's true, that's that's the truth, whatever you want to you want to see it as. Now Elon says something and you have I don't know, I cannot put the percentage on this, but you I wouldn't be surprised you have a majority of people that are seeing what he, he's saying and they're rolling their eyes. That's that's how I see it at this point. I mean, look at his Twitter uh, poll. Like yeah, his, his like, followers, yeah, 57% are rolling their eyes of his followers. So it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, he's not getting the message. You know, he went to a Chappelle show, not necessarily uh, pro or, you know, negative mm. Elon audience. And he was getting booed by 90% of the people. Like mm. it wasn't. And definitely an anti, anti-woke audience too. Like the Chappelle yeah. audience is anti-woke. Yeah. But still, it was still San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, how much right. of what can you get? Um, and yeah, this is, that, that, that was a good point where he seems delusional about his, how people view him at this point. Like the, right. We cannot say it for a fact, but it looks like he was expecting the poll to go a completely different way. And then he, then he started to argue that the, the validity in the poll in the first place and just two weeks before that, the whole Chappelle thing where... He says actually 90% of the crowd was cheering and 10% was not cheering. Yeah, and that no. from the video, that seems completely off. And from the you don't fact stop that the show, you don't stop the show when it's 10%. Like, yeah. He stopped well, the show he, and freaked out. He did, he did claim that the, a fight broke out and everything uh, like a few minutes after he got on stage. But even before, as soon as he got on stage, you can see his, his body language change and like he was not expecting that. And, you know, when Elon gets on stage, he gets on stage as Tesla events, Neuralink events, uh, SpaceX events and all that, where he literally he, he, he's like a rock star at those events. Like right. We've been there and I remember, I will never forget Model Y event 2019. We are very close to the front, and we're just we're just like this, like to so many people around us and everything, waiting for Elon to. You know, I can I had my laptop in my hands, like writing my article as as things were going on. And when Elon goes on stage, the pop he got, like I, I've been to to comedy shows, I've been to concert, and like he, he got like very similar pop and that. And then there's women's in front in the front row that are like putting their hands out there as if like the Beatles are coming out and like they're about to faint it was it's crazy so that's what he's used to when he gets on stage and obviously he was shocked by by what happened uh um at the, at the Chappelle show and the fact that he's not recognizing it shows that he's he's in a different place right now he's not yeah he's disconnected from reality 
Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, like tweeting conspiracy theories and deep states and all that. It's uh, uh, it, it's a bit worrying. But so I guess that's that's the the progress on Elon Shannon against this week's. Uh, and uh, but there's a slimmer of hope that he, he's going to step down from uh, from the role of Twitter ahead and hopefully focus a little bit more on Tesla. Well, let's let's what jump if, into the what comments. If he did the opposite? What if he did the opposite? What if well, he, uh... that's. I think that's where he finally like came to like the Tesla talk and, and all that on the, on the Twitter space because you had a lot of people that okay, a lot of people that you would never see them say anything wrong about Tesla just a few weeks ago or a few months ago that I've been calling for him to step down as Twitter CEO and focus back on Tesla. And now it was starting to be that some of these people were even switching and like, okay, screw that, screw that, even him coming back to Tesla. Resign from Tesla and focus on Twitter then and we'll find someone else at Tesla. So it was getting to that point where uh, I think he, he had to do something. Well, let's see what you guys have to say about it. Let's jump into the comment section. All right, I'll close this here. Comments today. Thank you, boss fan. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Appreciate that. Get you up on screen here briefly. Yes, thank you, uh, boss man. 20 bucks, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, question, Tesla has great margins on cars and has already grid electricity, auto bidders, and virtual power plants. Why are they not including inverters and two-way plugs for cars to combine features? I agree. talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah you I, probably I agree missed that. that. That seems like a no-brainer, and yeah. it would be nice just to have you know, backup capability for mm -hmm. people like Fred who lost power. Yeah. Uh, when and how many Chevy electric trucks delivered next year? Is Ford increasing production of the Mach E for next year? Um, I do believe Ford is pr increasing production of the Mach E and all their vehicles. They're trying to get up to like 600,000 a year. Um, 2024, right? 20, 25, they want to have a run rate of 600,000 by the end of next year among all their vehicles. Oh, really? Globally. Yeah. Um, as far as Chevy though, um, I, so we were taught, we've been trying to talk to Chevy PR for so long and they, they just really aren't great at what they do. Um, no offense to any person in particular, but um, you know, uh, they, they walk back. They're like, Hey, the Chevy Silverado is going to, uh, launch in spring and they said it's only going to launch for fleet vehicles and it's going to launch in very low numbers for the for the whole year for 2023 so i don't think they're going to deliver many and they're not going to deliver any to consumers so unless you have you know a fleet of you know and you ordered a fleet of chevy electric trucks those silverados aren't coming until 2024 which is like kind of kind of you know bad news for the truck industry Mm -hmm. uh, Ford is Ford is obviously going to be producing tons of uh, yeah. F-150s, relatively speaking. They're I've looking for a rate of 150,000 by the end of next year. So that doesn't, they're probably going to deliver a lot less than that. 100,000 would be nice next year, I think. Yeah. All right, Nick Cedar, question. Is there a way for someone to take advantage of the tax rebate if you don't owe that amount in taxes? I don't think so. That's not... Yeah, that's a uh, Well, I think there, there there is some language. You can lease it actually. Yeah, if you lease it, yeah, that's that's right. If you lease it, then the, it goes to the dealership. So, 
it's not accurate. But I think there's language in the bill that includes like a shift from tax credit to actual like direct discount at the dealership, right? It's just there's no clear pathway for it yet. But I think that's going to come eventually, just maybe not the first year, I think, something like that. Yeah. And it, and they're they're behind on doing yeah. the behind a the scenes stuff. All right. Yeah. All right. Nate Tegas says, Elon Factor, three of my clients canceled their orders because they hate Elon now. They think he's acting like a child. And they, but they ordered a Lucid and two ravines instead. At least they bought EVs. Yeah, that's good mm -hmm. that they stayed with EVs and expensive ones. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of in that camp. I know it was a lot easier for me to get a Chevy Bolt. Uh, just kind of knowing that, I mean, Chevy's not great either. Like, there, there's no good car companies. I guess Elon probably knows that, like, he can be a dirt bag and he's really not going to stand out in the, in this world. Yeah. But uh, no offense to everybody I know in the car industry, but you know, there's, you know, GM spent like four years, like kissing up to Trump and, you know, killing yeah. all the environmental stuff. So, all right, Ron That's King question. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, GM's GM's just going which way the, the money's coming. Mm -hmm. All right. Ron King question. Are there any other companies installing grid batteries with software? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's there's plenty of them, um, but I, I think Tesla right now is having the biggest impact with with the Mega Pack. Like it's uh, it's not even close, really, and um, and it's growing fast. The Mega Pack, like 2023, uh, it's going to be impressive. The output. Yeah, and you know the, they're the number one brand in the field mm -hmm. for sure. Uh... So we're talking about the tax credit. Ron King says, no, not this year. It's only a credit on the taxes owed. Yeah. So he's responding to that previously. Uh, Stu, how did you check the inventory for Tesla in the United States? They don't show duplicates on their website and don't list VINs anymore. Yeah, there's 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 ways uh, if you know people. But uh, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to go into the details. Uh, tired of the Elon drama. Okay. Well, I hope. See you later. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Andy Lee Robinson share price now at 123. Uh, I have one, it went down in after hours to 122.88. Uh, I've lost yeah, thousands. Someone, but... someone just asked to, uh, sorry, well, but still holding. Uh, someone just asked for their down in the comment if, if we're buying at this at these levels. I know you've been thinking about it, but I don't think you've pulled the trigger, right? No, I haven't pulled the trigger and I'm not, uh, I still have. 15 shares from my previous adventure yeah. with uh, Tesla. So from all of the splits <laughs> from two splits, from three, yeah, three split and a five split. Yeah. All right. Uh, oops. Well, I lost my power. Yeah. Hold on a second. But you, you, can, you, can you read that? Oh yeah. He revealed himself, alienated his existing and aspiring customers and turned his brand into a car shaped MAGA hats. So disappointed <laughs> in Elon. Yeah. Yeah, the MAGA. All right. Uh, let's see if we can find a good one here. Nobody loses money on a down stock unless they sell. All right. Yeah. Okay. But like the way back up is going to be a lot longer if you don't stop the free fall, which Elon hasn't done much to, to, to stop the free fall. Uh, Andy Lee Robinson, good point, Vaughn. I'm trying to forget that I have them and hope that it, they'll be still be worth something in 10 years' time. 
Yeah, but yeah, people have to to remember like that. That's great if you if you bought it with your own cash that you're willing to to lose and all that. That's that's completely fine. But it's not how a lot of the market work, unfortunately. And a lot of people like buy on margins and, and things like that. And then there's margin call, and then that contributes to like if there's a free fall in the stock, and then people getting margin calls, and then and then the stock they have to sell in order to cover, and then it keeps falling further. Like that's what's happening. I'm not saying that I'm not defending that. Use I don't even use margin. Well, I do use margin sometimes for, but for for like basically uh, uh, things that I I almost know for for fact that's gonna be like a a nomeron like not not Tesla never Tesla. <laughs> I do, there's too much volatility on Tesla, but something like I use like for yeah I don't I want, I want to be careful because I make it sound like I I, I use some insider information. <laughs> so that, that that's what I'm saying. Uh, I can give you an example. Like for example, I did use some margins. On uh, Vail this year because I thought Vail is gonna be like a, uh, it's a no-brainer because especially you own the stocks you get dividends on it I could pay my interest on the margins from from the uh, from the dividend alone so that that's been a great move for me so I've done that but uh, I'm not talking about any kind of inside information so that uh, all right the Jose says how's your mom's fault uh, so it's winter time in Ohio and she hmm. was very curious about why the the range went way down so we had this we had the same uh, conversation that we've had many yeah. times with many other people. Um, Chevrolet actually mm. changes the the range based on the the temperature and how you use yeah, it, so. which is good. That's the main thing I think. That's that's having accurate range prediction inside the car. That range projection is better at eliminating range anxiety than actual more actually more range. All right, let's see. Uh, moving on, a rare Facebook comment. Oh, yeah. Elon is definitely a cult of personality, and I've been a fan for 10 plus years. But there's a time to stop screwing around and get down to brass tacks. He needs to get it serious about Tesla or step aside. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have shared that sentiment lately. It just, uh, like, uh, one of the big ones for me has been him, like, and I was on this, I was trying to get on the on the Twitter space on him to, to ask him that question because. To him to elaborate on him saying that his number one priority right now is defeating the woke mind virus. Uh, and I'm like, is that really the top priority? Is that really right. what you should be working on? Because like I I understand there's some there, there there is some concern about it when like how prevalent it is like in universities and academics and, and things like that. Like I can understand there's some issues with that that could be significant, but for the most part, like most people that I talk to about it, even people in the universities, it's not like I think the the center people in the center they, they realize that like oh that's just like okay the right have their QAnon folks and the left as their their like ultra like cancel every everything that don't don't agree with me like that's that's about it like there's been versions of that for centuries. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about uh, cars being a bore to Elon Musk these days? He demonstrates that mm. he's moved on. Do you think he's uh, just too bored of Tesla and Twitter's too exciting for him? Yeah, well, that, that, that was my point. I mean, I'm back on the Elon bandwagon as soon as he seems more excited about the Cybertruck as he does about the next QAnon drop. Like that, that's been my line. Like as when I see him start to like, like, even like the Tesla semi event, for example. So there was an opportunity for 
us to see him more recently and talk to just Tesla. And uh, it didn't seem that excited about it. It didn't seem to be that knowledgeable about it. Like, uh, I forget, I'm sorry, I forget the guy, Presley, I think is the, Dan Presley, if I'm not mistaken, is the guy's name that was on stage with him. And that guy was good. Like, I would have taken, like, just, just him, like, Elon, move aside, just him does a presentation. Obviously, he knows more about it than Elon, and that's not Elon's fault. Like, any CEO, yeah. like, the guy that's running the program would know more about it than the CEO. Like, I'm not blaming Elon for that. But, it just was a lot better at communicating what, how what's exciting about this this program, and uh, you know Elon just didn't seem that it, it was there was no pep to it. So I, yeah. I understand the David's comment here. Yeah, and also uh, you and I talked about that Elon doesn't always know the minutia of what's going on, but he it seemed like he was even further, uh, you know, out of the picture. He didn't know about the mm -hmm. the route of the truck, for instance, mm -hmm. and and other little things. Yeah. And no, normally, like, and probably still is to a degree, but you you had to that that was one of the things that even his detractors had to give him. Like, for a CEO, like he knows a lot in the details of like all the engineering programs. Like, he can it's it's he does sometimes like on calls and everything like that, like defer to another person. But for the most part, like he he can tell you like everything that's going on, which has always been impressive. And yes, it does seems to be fading away a little bit at this point. Right, Dan Oberst says, if Elon was confident that Tesla stockholders support his antics, he should make a shareholder proposal to remove himself as CEO. He won't because he knows. Yeah, especially uh, if he's not he's not voting his own shares on on that. Right. Yeah, if he's not voting his own shares on that, he might be. Yeah, he might, he, well, I was gonna say he might be surprised by it, but like Dan says, actually, he might not be surprised, and that's why he's not doing it. You know, I I don't follow this closely. You might. Uh, I'm curious, like, you know, he, he's got all those options that he, he was awarded on those tranches and then he sold a bunch. How is he as a percentage owner of the company versus where he was, you know, like five years ago, because he's yeah. been given a lot, but he's also sold a lot. Yeah. You know he's that? definitely below 20%. Now he was at 22 okay. a few years ago and I definitely think he's below 20 uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to 15 on this one, which is still okay. like incredible for a company that big to, uh, for a founder to to retain that kind of ownership. Oh, like, that's why it's just yeah. If you look at Google and things like that, like Sergey Brin and uh, Larry Page, like uh, I don't think it's nowhere near like 10. No, they have like one and two percent or something. Yeah, even even uh, Steve Jobs and well, Steve Jobs had a very story the history with uh, with apple coming in and out and all that but still nowhere near that kind of percentage it's extremely rare for a company though but tesla is still like relatively young like it's it's not even 20 years old so yeah i mean and what a lot of founders do like uh, i think zuckerberg google um they make their shares like you know 10 by voting shares yeah, so, preferred pre preferred shares yeah. right so they only own two percent of the mm. the company but then mm. they own like 50 percent of the votes yeah. so they they can keep themselves in no matter what i know yeah to his, to his credit Elon has, has not done that or they, they had at some point but i think once they went public they uh, they changed the structures yep all right michael romano says can you guys discuss who if anyone could replace elon who has the stamina focus and vision uh, well, you don't need as much stamina, focus, and and focus. Well, I guess focus and vision probably, but uh, stamina. If you Tesla is your only focus, you don't right. have six other companies to, to manage, so you can put 
that aside for sure. The vision itself also, like the, uh, the first 20 years of, of Tesla, the culture that was put together and by and the vision put forward by Elon and the mission statement of the company, as long as you, you, what you need is really someone that's going to keep Tesla on track with the mission and, and, and then a good manager that's going to keep talent wanting to come to Tesla and all that. That's what you really need, really. Um, so as anyone to replace Elon, uh, well, Tom Zhu has been like the top pick right now. Like there's been a lot of rumors that he's actually being groomed or maybe not for replacement of, of Elon as a CEO, but uh, maybe for like president of automotive, which used to be a position that existed at Tesla. Or like with, a COO uh, position, maybe. Maybe something like that, though Tesla never had a CEO, so it, it would be brand new. But president of automotive would, would maybe make sense. But even for the vision part, like you, you put Elon as chairman of the board or something like that, and you, you can have him like be the keeper of the vision uh, while you have like just a strong manager to take over. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, Herbert Diaz, I think, is the, the quick the one that people keep going back to, which I wouldn't be opposed to, to that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to Tom Zhu either. Uh, I didn't like on the on the there was another Twitter space with Ross and and, and uh, Gary Black. I think is his name. Uh, although I don't want to I don't want to put that comment on Gary because I think that was Ross that said it. That said that he didn't like it at all the idea of Tom taking over because he says like a Chinese person will will, will have uh, will will collide that there's not it's not the same culture. And will collide as a leader, and especially in Texas, if you because Tesla is now based in Texas, that it would be a a problem. Sounds I don't a racist. Well, I, I wasn't going that far to be honest. I was going to say racist. I just think it's just plain wrong because uh, first of all, Zoo is I think is is uh, U.S. educated, uh, so he spent years in the U.S. and I'm pretty sure he's he's aware of the cultural differences between the Chinese people and the. And especially the workers, I guess, like the, the working culture is different. Uh, so I'm sure he's aware of that and can adapt to it. I don't think that's that's really a problem. And then, like in a more emergency situation, we've talked about uh, Zach Ercorn taking over, you know, as an interim yeah. level, and you know, maybe Drew Baglino or something. Yeah, I mean, you can elevate also a lot of these people to just take more responsibility. So, like, let's say that you you bring Herbert as CEO, or you 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 bring uh, Tom as a CEO, and uh, you can just like put uh, Drew as CTO and give him more responsibility, and uh, maybe uh, 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 Zach as a CFO and CEO, and also have more responsibility, things like that. Yep. All right, moving on. Question Do you expect Tesla will continue to drop prices in 2023 on 3NY in the USA as they ramp up production in the Austin factory with potential recession and Elon antics? How low can prices go? That's the big question. Eric is asking the huge question. Like, where is the bottom and how things are going to track in 2023? So hard to predict. So hard to predict because I have some hope that the Elon Intex impact is going to slow down. I think there was some indication this week that Elon is starting to get the message that you, a lot of people are at the end of their rope and then they, they are like, I guess, like, don't push us a lot more because, like, Elon, for all it's worth saying that he won't suppress his view and all that, I, I think, like, anyone really, like, or ourselves included, we want to be like, we want to be loved and all that. And 
if you start to realize that there's a true shift in, in, in the public opinion, I think he might start to revert uh, and adjust. Or I mean, you don't, you don't have to suppress your opinions. I, I mean, just realize the impact that what you're saying and just put more responsibilities on your words. Like that's it that people are asking. So I think we're going to see that more. So I think the impacts on invest. And I also believe personally that the impact on the stock price, at least, maybe not an impact on sales, anything about the stock price, Elon's actual sales of stocks had a way bigger negative impact on the stock than, than his antics. So I think that will calm down. But so a lot of Tesla's performance in 2023 is going to be based on like if we do enter a recession and how strong a recession that is, that obviously is going to have the biggest impact in my opinion. And uh, and then and then yeah, I think the production ramps things are going are looking good on the, on the Model Three, uh, Model Y, I should say, production ramp in, in in Texas and Berlin. So I think 2023 is going to be a big year on that front. But then you're going to have to just keep selling those cars. So. Uh, Obviously, I think inflation is going to go down and we Tesla's costs are going to go down and they're going to be able to absorb a little bit of that the price decreases that we, I would assume would, would happen in 2023 on, on most of Tesla's vehicle programs. Um, but the Cybertruck is going to be the big game changer, I think, in 2023 is, is how soon they can get into production and how fast they can ramp up production. Uh, if... Because we were just talking about the F one fifty, I would be it would be nice if the Ford can produce a hundred thousand next year. Uh, you just cast a lot of doubts about any kind of significant volume on the Silverado electric. There's a real chance that within the next twelve to eighteen months, Tesla Cybertruck could catch up in volumes with those programs. Tesla has had has the credibility on that front in terms of like ramping up electric vehicle programs they have the credibility on that front so but uh, do we have a ceo that's really committed to doing that and and if not someone like this so there's there's so many factors at play so personally i think that 2023 could be good but also it, it could be just uh it could be another difficult year leading to 2024 being where things really go back up all right. Uh, Andy Lee Robinson thinking now that if he steps down or is removed from Tesla, the stock will price will rocket. Just need a charismatic visionary to replace him who is an impetulant child. I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't agree with that. I think it's probably some would buy, some would sell. Yeah, exactly. The, the, all the diehard fans that are still, that still love him, that, that are, a lot of them are shareholders, like they will not be happy about it. Right. Uh, the Jose, maybe Elon is behaving the way he is recently to tank Tesla so he can buy back low. With what I money? Know it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's and pouring all of that into Twitter. Yeah. Somebody was saying, uh, you have to realize too that every time he's selling, half of that is going to taxes. <laughs> right. Uh, so there's that. Also, uh, you know, how leveraged is he? I guess he's not super leveraged on Twitter. But like I think generally, like he he lives his life on uh, loans against Tesla shares. Do yeah. you think he's anywhere near getting margin called on any of that? Well, I mean, my understanding is that Tesla has to disclose all of that, and uh, in the latest filings, it doesn't look like there's that much uh, 
th that that much borrowing against Tesla stocks. Uh, yeah, you can look pretty curious, good on like a very small percentage of Tesla. Yeah, I would be I would be curious in February when we get the 10k, uh, the well, yeah, the 10 the 10k from Tesla. I would be curious to see if there's any any of that going on. That would that that could be interesting. Yeah. On FST, David Pierum says my car hasn't improved in at least the last two years. Okay. A lot of people are saying that, especially if you're not in California. Yeah. Uh, do we talk about? Yeah, I did. I did buying. bring that up. Shane, what Shane said about uh, if we're buying or not. Uh, right here. All right. Um, my wife wants to get rid of her Model S because of Elon. She refuses to buy any more Tesla stock. Elon is hurting Tesla. Yep. But that, we know that's really happening. In 2024, the tax credit can be transferred at point of sale for yeah. EV purchases. Yep. That's what I was thinking earlier. All right. John Pinky says Elon will defend Trump on Twitter and will have to align himself with Jared, the Saudis, the Trumps, the MAGAs, the Nazis, and the Q. I guess it's a slippery slope there, but I, yes. you know, I see that the pictures of him in Saudi Arabia, or sorry, at uh, Qatar with the uh, Saudis and the uh, and Jared Kushner, the, the, the Qatars. Oh, how do you say that? People from Qatar. Yeah, I've heard people say Qatar and Qatar. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right, John Pinky Tesla stock price fifty dollars USD for all of twenty twenty three. It's directly related to Twitter. He's calling it. I don't think so. Uh, Jesus Garcia, how would these new twenty twenty three tax credits apply to EVs with specs and performance? Of the Metacycle and Rivet Anthem, I think that's for another podcast. Yeah, those that, are motorcycles. There's, right. I don't think there's any tax credit for motorcycles ever. There, there wasn't, and but there's going to be something in the infrastructure plan, and they're, oh, they're really? working on it. Yeah, you going to get a zero or something, Fred? Well, I'm in Canada. But I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I've been perfectly willing to buy an electric motorcycle for a long time, as long as they let me pass my test with electric motorcycles right. and not gasoline one. That's my problem too. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a victim of the mind virus, the woke mind virus, right in our yeah, forums. Well, I hope that you're walking around. Uh, Shane O'Sullivan, when he came onto the space initially, he sounded very shaken after yesterday's fall off the cliff, the stock price. But there's no challenge at Tesla anymore, nothing to draw him back. Bad sign for Tesla. There's no yeah. challenge at Tesla, really. Yeah. I mean, they did, Tesla is still dabbling dabbling in, in battery production i feel i feel that's the biggest challenge really and tesla um, stagnated it's boring yeah. cyber truck come on there's i feel like there's lots to do yeah. i don't know uh musk failed to deliver thirty thousand car or pickup truck uh, i think i think he's delivered on that part yeah Maybe well no the, the thirty thousand dollar car uh oh, that was a big car. thing on the on the call with uh yeah, Gary Black and uh, and 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 Ross Gerber, like they keep saying that the it should be out already. I don't know about that exactly. All right, Electric Family says Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Elon, how about any other manufacturers? Get a room. We did talk about the ID four, but it's true. Maybe we should do two podcasts: one for Tesla yeah. and one for the rest of the industry. Maybe. But there was not that much news this week, guys. Know, we, we, we've slow. been scraping to get some news. It's always like that uh, in the week of Christmas and yeah. And the next week is going to be the same thing, guys. Like I'm working all week, but don't expect a ton of uh, news coming out. Here's somebody to run Tesla yeah. from Lebanon. Yeah. We have Carlos Gozen, who would have good energy to run Tesla. I don't Gozen? know. I've heard it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like every, every letter is the wrong sound. Mm -hmm. 
he would be an interesting combo with Elon. That would be interesting. Give you that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know his status. I haven't looked up like how in deep doo doo he is right now. <laughs> I saw. Um, I was on a Delta flight back from uh, the Kia event, and uh, his and you saw his, him in a suitcase. <laughs> no, no, he was. Yeah, he was in the baggage claim area. The oversized. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that's inappropriate. But uh, <laughs> there was a documentary on his situation. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's out uh, there. Do you know which channels have that? I'll, I'll be curious to look that up. No, look it up. I'm sure it's. And is is he in it? Like, is he giving interviews? Yeah, he's got like gray hair because you know he like dyed his hair black and everything yeah. uh, for the role. But uh, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, it's interesting. I I didn't get through it all because fell mm. asleep or something. <laughs> something. All right, we're getting toward the end here. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Elon doesn't want to be the CEO of Tesla. He has says this many times. He wants to be with the team working. Okay. Well, he has plenty of opportunities to to, to not do that, and he still yeah. stays CEO. I think. Yeah, like that's if there's one thing that we have learned from this whole situation is, and I think a lot of people has opened their eyes to that is you cannot trust everything that Elon is saying. Um, you can't. Sometimes he lies, and some, and he likes to massage the truth. Is that's that I, I hope that like I know that I've, I would have said that on the podcast like two years ago, and a lot of the people would be like like just hammering me on this right now. Today, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I think can't I think it's right. The guy. Yeah, because sometimes I would I'd, I'd post a, a news story and thing like that, like based on sources and everything, and then uh, uh, like. Elon would like deny it or something or or other people would do it and then people are like why are you not correcting like are we not taking that down like I would add like okay Elon says that's not true whatever but uh, and then people are like well why, why are you just hiding that you should take it off it's definitely not true if Elon said it they're like no no it's like some people are saying this is true and then Elon says it's not true it's not like the truth lies probably in between like it's not it's not at, as simple as that at best yeah no all right i think we're pretty much done all right well yeah we, we've been an hour 15 i guess maybe a little five minute yeah this <laughs> with my, my power going down i don't even know if i'm back on now or if uh the power walls are still check on. your app yeah your i need to check my app but, but my my screen here is just not getting back on i hope it didn't burn it or something but whew, I'll, we'll look that up and then i have to go shovel snow for like two hours but thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. It's, we're going to have the last show of the year next week. We'll try to make it a big one, even though there's not going to be that much news. But we're going to try to do maybe like some kind of a, of a year in review and then maybe something about like what we expect into 2023. So stay tuned for that. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please give us a thumbs up, a like, uh, whatever it is on the app that you're watching because we are on everywhere and we are live everywhere every week for you guys. And we do this for free, basically. Like the last few weeks, we didn't have any sponsor on the show. So I hope you guys can appreciate that and uh, give us a five-star review if you do. That's uh, also super helpful. And uh, we're going to see you same place, same times next week for the last show of 